Today I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. Matthew 4, verse 18 says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. That sentence, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It's got to be one of the most famous lines in the New Testament. And this invitation to follow Jesus is just as valid today as it was when Jesus first uttered those words over 2,000 years ago. Today I want to talk just for a few minutes about this invitation to follow Jesus and the response of those who received it. First of all, only Jesus is worthy of giving such an invitation. He is worthy because of who he is, and that is the Son of God. No man, no matter what his accomplishments, could walk up to a group of complete strangers, busy laboring about at their job, and expect them to just drop everything and start following him without explanation. But that's exactly what Jesus does here. Even the Apostle Paul, when writing to the Corinthian church, whom he had spent much time with and had established himself as one who could be trusted to follow, in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, he tells them to be followers of me, but he puts in the condition, even as I also am of Christ. Paul didn't consider himself worth following apart from the fact that doing so would in turn lead to following Christ. Jesus didn't need to point to someone else like Paul did, to someone better, to someone more worth, worthy, worthwhile, because there isn't anyone else or anyone better to follow. Jesus himself is the way, the truth, and the life. To follow him is to follow the path to truth and life eternal. He does not point to the way. He does not show you the way. He is the way. There are so many places you could turn to to like the verse that I just quoted from John fourteen six. But rather than jumping around to different parts of the Bible, different parts of the New Testament. We're going to look just at the previous chapters in the book of Matthew to establish Jesus' identity because it has been so well established in these few short chapters leading up to this point in his ministry. Starting in chapter 1, we see a lineage and a series of prophetic um, declarations throughout the Old Testament 
that have been fulfilled as we go through the initial chapter of Matthew as Jesus' birth is declared. Uh, we see the lineage coming from the line of David. Uh, we see Jesus being born of a virgin in the town of Bethlehem. All these things prophesied in the Old Testament and Jesus fulfilling one, each one of them perfectly. Chapter 2, we see Jesus being declared the king of the Jews by the wise men that are looking for him, following the star in the east to find this king. And when they find Herod, they search the scriptures, finding out where the Christ should be born. So they all recognized who Jesus was, even in his birth. As we get to chapter 3, we see John the Baptist, as he's declaring the way of the Lord, making his paths straight, preparing for Jesus' ministry. And so we see, as he's getting into that ministry, preparing Jesus' way, Jesus arrives at the end of chapter 3 to be baptized of John. And when John baptizes Jesus, we see the Spirit of God descending like a dove and landing on Jesus and a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. If that's not affirmation of who Jesus is, I don't know what would be. And then as we get into chapter 4, the opening verses show that period when Jesus went to the wilderness to fast and to pray, and at the end of that time, Satan comes to him and tempts him. And he tempts him using these words, says, If thou be the Son of God. Now Satan, if he did not believe that he was the Son of God, would have no reason to try to bring that into question in such a way as this. And so even Satan himself, in using this as part of his argument, is actually declaring Jesus to be the Son of God. And these are just a, a few simple points getting to this stage that we're at in chapter 4, but there, is, there should be absolutely no question on anyone's mind reading as to who Jesus is and whether he is worthy to give this invitation. But what an honor it is for these men to be asked to receive this invitation that Jesus is getting, giving. sorry. There is nothing particularly noteworthy about these guys. They are simply a rough bunch of fishermen out trying to make a living. Jesus didn't go out to the synagogue or to the temple to find the priests and the teachers of the law and ask them to follow. He went to simple, everyday people that any one of us could relate to. There were no prerequisites for the position of a follower of Jesus. 
no educational requirements, no degrees, no particular religious background, no pedigree, just a simple willingness to drop what they're doing and follow Jesus wherever he was going and whatever he was going to do. All they needed was to be willing to follow. That same invitation is available to everyone today as well. As 2 Peter verse 3 verse 9 tells us that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Nobody's excluded from that invitation, but not everyone will choose to follow. So though there is no prerequisite in regards to social class or education, religious background or family history, or any of the things that people tend to look at to determine the worthiness of a person, there is one requirement. You believe and follow. The four men that we see in Matthew chapter 4 looked at this Jesus and left everything to follow him. What an example of faith. No hesitation, no reservations, no backup plan, no questions of where, how long, why, what will we have to do, none of that. Just drop the nets and let's go. Jesus invited me to go with him and I'm going. I say there was no explanation, but really there was. Jesus said, I will make you fishers of men. Now, I don't know what it meant to these guys, but I don't imagine they had any idea at all about what was going to come. But did you realize that there's no exceptions to this, to becoming fishers of men? If you've chosen to follow Jesus, and all that that entails, you have chosen to become a fisher of men. That is what was included in the invitation right at the beginning. And Jesus ends his earthly ministry to get to work about the business of fishing. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 Jesus ends his ministry with this statement. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. So now that we've chosen to accept his invitation and follow Jesus, the next step is to make that invitation known to everyone else so that they too can experience the peace of knowing that their sins are forgiven and that we have a Father in Heaven, the Creator of the universe, who made us in His image and He loves and cares for us, not because of who we are or what we've done, but because of who He is and what He has done. Have you been out fishing today? Have you caught many? Let's continue to follow Jesus' example and extend that invitation to as many 
as we'll listen. <laughs> 